welcome to Enterprising, a podcast from Enterprise Bank & Trust that's empowering business leaders, one conversation at a time. We'll hear from different business leaders about how they've found success in cultivating their professional networks and keeping them healthy and strong. I'm your host, Alana Mueller, an entrepreneurial executive leader whose primary focus is to connect, inspire, and empower community. We at Enterprise Bank & Trust thank you for tuning in to another episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Enterprising Podcast. Wonderful to have you with us today. I'm so glad to welcome today's guest. Kurt Browning is a principal of Titan Fund Management and a partner in Titan Development, specializing in real estate investment and development in asset classes, multifamily, industrial, senior living, and self-storage. I'm so glad to get to know you, Kurt, and to hear more about your story. So welcome to Enterprising. Thank you, Alana. It's great to be on your show. Great to have you. Tell our listeners a little bit more about Titan Fund Management and Titan Development. We are a real estate developer and investment company based in Albuquerque, New Mexico, with offices in Austin and a lot of activity in Florida. Been in the development business for 25 years, and our focus is on the asset classes you referenced in the opening there. We're basically commercial real estate developers. We do ground-up development, have investors that invest in those projects, and then typically have a disposition along the way. So real estate investment and development is what we do and we're proud of. You should be proud. It's a, a very cool business that you've developed. Talk a little bit regarding networking. How do you actively manage your network? I think it's really important to get engaged with the local community. Now we do work in other cities, but I think it's really important to uh, be on boards, task forces, commissions. But as far as managing my own network, you know, it's 25 years of a very, very deep Rolodex. And some of that's structured based, you know, from business contacts, but also personal contacts. A lot of our investors are personal friends. It's not all business related, I guess, is how I would describe that. But as far as managing it, it's really just over time and being involved in that community, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that makes so much sense. And I may come back to this later in our conversation, but I just love how you talk about, in fact, it's not just professional, but it's personal too. I mean, the, to me, there's really, it's very difficult to separate those two things. So the fact that you are incorporating them and recognizing the value of both, I think is really special. Agreed. You know, I, I think we have extensive teams because we do development. So we'll have teams of bankers, architects, title companies, Lots of folks that are outside of our own company that you get to know. And some of those folks you get to know personally. And I think we can get into that later in this interview. But it's more than just business. For sure. And I was curious to hear you're based in Albuquerque, but you're doing business in Texas. And you said a sizable business in Florida. How do you manage that across the miles? And, you know, it's interesting in this sort of new life of ours in the time of COVID, so to speak, we've all become kind of experts in terms of video conferencing, using Zoom and WebEx and other platforms. But is that something that you were doing before? Or are you finding yourself traveling more or less as a result of those investments? Great question. I think if anything, it's benefited us. We were doing a lot of that prior to the pandemic, we used a lot of different platforms. People use Zoom frequently. So we were using that. I think the big takeaway for us was we realized with these huge teams you have of consultants, professionals, bankers, all these folks that you would normally meet with in person, after a while, you realize you don't have to do that. And so it's really created some efficiency, in my opinion, where you can say, let's just jump on a Zoom call and finish whatever's on the agenda. That being said, for new relationships, you're right, we do a lot of work in Florida, Colorado, 
Arizona, Texas, of course, we're very busy in Texas. Any sort of new relationships, new markets, you have to be there in person. You really do. It doesn't work via Zoom. There has to be a personal connection. And that, you know, comes back to that networking. There has to be a personal connection. Definitely. I mean, <laughs> I'm often heard saying there's no replacement for that face-to-face human interaction. I mean, Zoom is a nice kind of band-aid, I think. And certainly for me, during the pandemic, I, I genuinely think it saved my life. It saved my business. I just think it's super, super important and useful. But I think you're right that the human connection is something you develop face-to-face and in person. I agree. I think it shows that you're genuine. I think so many people look at networking as they wake up on Monday and think, okay, what are my three networking steps that I'll do between now and Friday? I really feel strong. You can't look at it that way. There has to be a genuine connection or you come across as a salesman. And Titan's really not in the sales business per se. We have to make sure our investors are happy and we're successful, but it's not a go, go, go sales sort of attitude. That being said, it's a little easier to be genuine, to make that personal connection you know, be a good listener. I think that's really important to be a good listener and show a genuine connection. doesn't mean you're going to walk away having a new best friend, but showing that you're genuine. Yeah. I mean, that authenticity, I just think can't be replaced. So I love that. And Agreed. kind of leveraging this part of our conversation, what are some ways that you make connections mutually beneficial? Even building off of that, how do you give back and show mutual appreciation? Oh, I think You know, I serve on a lot of different boards, even local boards, not all business related. That's a good way to give back. As far as a mutual benefit, like I said, you have to come across as being genuine. It has to be real or else it's a one-way street and you're trying to sell something. And people see through that. I'm not saying there aren't business relationships where that doesn't occur, but you can give back so the other person wants to have that relationship with you, wants to network. They're thinking, wow, I've networked and I've met a new person from Titan. So it goes both ways. But again, just being genuine, serving on a lot of task forces, boards, and not just to serve. I guess I'm old enough now. Earlier in my career, it was like, well, you got to check those boxes and be on these boards. <laughs> right. Now I'm real choosy. I'm real picky. Like, is my heart in it? If your heart's not in it, then why do it? <laughs> that's my take. Absolutely. I think that's exactly right. And interestingly, when you when you were talking about the fact that you... Kurt, participating on these boards or in these organizations, and yet you're also representing your company. So the fact that you're an ambassador, not just for yourself, but sort of carrying the banner of Titan, I think is really important. We have to recognize that whether we're home or at work or in the community, we're representing many different entities. And I think that you're doing that really, really well. Agreed. I sit on a national board of the commercial real estate Development Association National Board. So it goes beyond just your local markets or local influence, I guess you could say. But even then, it's really about personal relationships and wanting to make a difference, whether it's professionally, business-wise, or or personally. So let's talk a little bit more about that personal side. You know, from my perspective, networking is absolutely about both the personal and the professional combined. We already said that home, work, and community are, are quite connected. And with that in mind, I know that personally you're a sports aficionado and that you coached your three daughters in a variety of sports and that all three went on to play D1 sports in college, which is amazing. Congratulations. Talk a little bit, if you would, about how your interest in sports and in coaching youth athletes has benefited you in terms of cultivating your network. It's a great connection because until you look back, I don't think you realize it's happening at the time. 
always been a sports junkie, athlete for many years, still ski every weekend. My kids started growing up and got them into sports, had two soccer players in college and one track runner, coached them in soccer, basketball, and track up through about ninth grade. They didn't want dad coaching them anymore. (laughs) All that being said, it's amazing. I look back at some of my connections and so many of them are via either couples on the sidelines, my wife and I get to know parents, or parents get to know, bring their sisters. And it's just a very deep connection. And Albuquerque is not a small town. It's a, you know, it's a million people metro. But all those connections and just, it's a personal connection. And I'll be honest with you, some of those investors of Titan now were some of those connections from coaching their daughter on the soccer field when she was in fifth or sixth grade. Yeah, no surprise. That's great. Just personal connections that you get to know people. It's not in a business setting. It's been a a game changer for me because I think most of my close friends probably came out of that realm from coaching and sports and kids activities. So cool. Okay. So who are your teams? I got to know who your teams are. Well, my wife and I went to Texas Tech. So I think I heard you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. (laughs) I am. And I don't know if you're aware of it. We have a quarterback who I believe went to Texas Tech. I don't know if you've heard of him, Patrick Mahomes, of course. Very true. So (laughs) it's really tough because I grew up in Colorado Springs and therefore I'm a Denver Broncos fan. You know, you get the orange blood injected in you when you're born. And so it's been really tough with Kansas City being a competitor for Denver. That being said, we're huge Patrick Mahomes fans, and we'll be pulling for the Chiefs moving forward. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. I appreciate that very much. Just as a side note, my husband went to Denver University, and oh, okay. he said he was never more terrified for his life than when he went to a Denver Broncos game in his Kansas City gear. Yeah, that's that's not a, not a good idea. I'm a big DU fan. I follow their hockey team. And one of our key investors is a big DU alum. It's a small world. (laughs) It definitely is. I want to switch gears a little bit and hear maybe some specifics about your networking. Can you talk a little bit about an interaction that you had with one person that resulted in a breakthrough for you, either personally or professionally? I can. A key pillar in our community is Bob Murphy, who's a, a good friend now, is now retired, ran one of the bigger development companies here in Albuquerque, as long as several other companies and businesses. My gosh, this is 30 years ago. And I ran into him making a presentation. Hmm. I didn't know him. And I did well at the presentation. I'm just a young kid. And he caught me afterwards along with his team and said, hey, we'd like to take you to lunch. Long story short, that's how I got into commercial real estate. Amazing. I wasn't involved with development and just kind of hit it off. And he caught me in the parking lot and asked if we could talk a little further. And presented the opportunity, which was completely a 180 from what I was doing at the time. So yeah, that was, talk about a breakthrough. (laughs) I probably wouldn't be in development and real estate investment if I hadn't gotten on board with Bob Murphy. Well, I mean, I can't even help myself. I have to dissect that a little bit further. I mean, so kudos to Bob because he was willing to seek you out following the presentation and, and serve, not just to serve you with kind of a professional opportunity, but it sounds like serve as a mentor? Because I mean, you may have said no to that opportunity and he still sought you out. And kudos to you for recognizing that an opportunity was in front of you and saying yes to that lunch outing. I mean, too frequently people are not willing to put themselves out there to take the perceived risk, real or, you know, maybe simply perceived. And the fact that you were willing to do that, that he was willing to reach out to you and, and that you've formed, sounds like a years-long relationship is just really an, an awesome networking story, an awesome relationship-building story. 
He's a wonderful man. If he listens to this, yes, Bob, you're in your twilight years, <laughs> but definitely a mentor and a, a pillar of our community. I'm glad I got to cross paths with him and worked for him for, gosh, almost 10 years. So it was a game changer in, in my life for sure. So cool. Well, so I was going to ask you how networking has impacted your business. I mean, I think you've answered that, but maybe I can ask you more specifically, you were saying earlier that now you've been in real estate for about 25 years, maybe more. Talk a little bit about how your relationship base has evolved over that time and how your network has helped to actually shape your involvement in a wide variety of segments within the real estate industry. You know, I think a deep network is really important for any sort of real estate development and investment activity because you deal with so many different bankers in multiple states. You deal with investors that, sure, a lot of them are based here in New Mexico, but we have investors in Florida, Texas, elsewhere, Hawaii, Seattle. They're all over. So that baseline network helps you expand the network, if that makes sense. So for example, we raise equity funds to fund our our real estate development, and we'll be raising our third fund here this year. And the first fund was first one out of the gate, shorter list of investors, but you start to have success. And they talk to people and they say, well, you got to call up Titan and talk to these guys. And so the list starts to expand based on a really small network that was the seed, I guess you would call it. When I have to give kudos to my two partners here, Ben Spencer and Kevin Reed, that you know kind of planted that seed 20 years ago and it continues to expand. But you have to be proactive about that network and still be genuine and tell everybody that that's, you've got some great projects. You're trying to convince them to invest with you. They're taking a good word from a friend of yours that's been an investor for 10 years, but it all started with that network. And what's really ironic is that one investor I reference right now who's telling his two cousins, you ought to talk to Titan and invest with them. I met him on the soccer field 10 years ago, coaching his daughter. (laughs) Comes full circle, right? Full circle. That domino effect. And long-term in nature, these were not transactional interactions, that they were touch points along the way, you were building trust, you were gaining credibility, you talked about being genuine, being authentic, and, and I think that's, not only are you describing it, but you've been living it, so wonderful examples. I've never heard it called that a touch point, but you're right, it's not always a business transaction. <laughs> right, that's exactly right. What advice would you share with someone who wants to grow or cultivate their own professional network? You know, I was just talking to one of our associate attorneys here on staff, and he's been here, gosh, almost a year maybe, younger guy, and he asked me the same question. And I just said, get involved. Not everybody's super outgoing. No, not everybody can go work a room without an agenda, but get involved, get plugged in. You know, everybody thinks, well, I have to be on the real estate such and such commission. Well, maybe, but it's okay to serve on pick a board that you're excited about or a task force or a municipal official or elected official says, Hey, I need some help here. I'm forming a commission or a task force. We're quick to jump on those just because it keeps you involved. And I think that's a key thing to expand that network is just serving on boards, associations, commissions, et cetera. Great advice for you. And you've talked a little bit about this, but let me ask you, Has most of your networking been what I would call organic or kind of unintentional, where it was almost, I call them collisions, where you you kind of run into somebody and that begins the relationship? Or has it been more deliberate in terms of building a strong network, asking for referrals and seeking out specific opportunities? Has it been a combination for you or have you tended toward one or the other? You know, I think it's been a combination. But now that I think about it, I bet it leans towards more organic. Mm -hmm. If you ask people that know me, they would say that, it's pretty authentic, pretty genuine. 
And I think it's a little more organic because that's the way it starts. You build some trust with some authenticity. And then if you're wanting or needing something, it's, it's easier to make that request. So probably leaning towards more organic. That being said, it's not, I mean, some of those are deliberate reaching out to potential new investors in our real estate deals that are very deliberate. But a lot of those happen because so-and-so mentioned us to them or them to us. Many times it's not, they're just not a whole lot of cold calls. It's somebody said, suggested, Hey, you ought to talk to Titan or vice versa. Right. Yeah. makes perfect sense. So I, I always have to ask a couple of fun questions. So let me ask you the first of those. So if you could meet with any person for a networking interaction, living, not living, fictional, non-fictional, who would it be and why? Oh, wow. Probably not for a networking interaction. See, I just, I don't even think about trying to be network or deliberate or what can I get out of this person. I just read the book, The Immortal Irishman by, uh, I think it's Tim Egan, bestseller list for quite a while. And it's about Thomas Francis Meager. A gentleman from Ireland in the 1840s, went through the famine and lived, ended up in prison in Australia, gets to America, fights in the Civil War, becomes the first governor of Montana. Fascinating guy. I mean, it's just one of those things where he lived he lived more lives in his than anybody else's. So I know it's a little outside the box, but... That's super fun. I mean... <laughs> what you're sort of uh, conveying is everybody has a story. You know, it sounds like this poor fellow, he had definitely at least nine lives, maybe more. <laughs> yeah, fascinating story. I was on the bestseller list for quite a while. I would recommend it to anyone. <laughs> Love that. What's currently on your nightstand? I'm a big reader, voracious reader, nonfiction, Blood and Thunder by Hampton Sides, which is a kind of historical account of Oh, New Mexico and the Southwest and Kit Carson, really good book. And the Bomber Mafia that just came out, Malcolm Gladwell, it too was on the bestseller list. Awesome. And the Bible. <laughs> Those three are on my nightstand. Excellent. Stand. <laughs> All right. That's a good one to have there yes. too. That's great. Well, this has been such a fun conversation. I love your energy, your willingness to really put yourself out there and connect with others. So bravo to you. Thank you so much for being part of our conversation today. If our listeners want to learn more about Titan, where can they visit you? We have a website, titan-development.com. And there are a couple links in there for both of our equity funds that we've put together to date. That's terrific. Kurt Browning, thank you so much for being part of Enterprising Podcast. Alana, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us this week on Enterprising be sure to visit our website, enterprisebank.com slash podcast to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. If you found value in today's program, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or telling a friend about us. Enterprising, powering business leaders, one conversation at a time. The views expressed by enterprising presenters or guests are those of the presenter or guest and not necessarily of Enterprise Bank and Trust or its affiliates. All content of this podcast and any related materials are for informational purposes only. Enterprise Bank and Trust does not make any warranty, express or implied, including warranties of merchantability and fitness for a particular purpose, and specifically disclaims any legal liability or responsibility for the accuracy, completeness, or usefulness of any information presented. Enterprise Bank and Trust is not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this podcast. All statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.